Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. And now, as promised, with today marking the official start of the 13-day general election campaign period, the candidates are obviously busy trying to convince us that their policies will improve our lives. For now, we're going to take a closer look at the main opposition, Minju Party of Korea's pledge to push for wage-led growth as opposed to the ruling Senuri Party's emphasis on job creation which we'll come to in due course. Oslem Onaran is a professor of economics and director of the Political Economy Research Centre at the University of Greenwich in the UK. Good morning to you from Seoul. Good morning. Um, great to have you. Now, can you give us a better understanding of wage-led growth? Is it exactly as it sounds that uh, the economy grows as more of us get more money? what it means and just to start there is no trade-off between wage growth and job creation if an economy is wage-led so let me start by saying where this comes from it comes from a general idea what is the effect of a rise in wages on growth to be precise what is the effect of a rise in the share of national income that goes to labor that goes to wages from a mainstream perspective, and this is what the uh, governing party in South Korea is uh, subscribing to, wages is seen just as a cost item. So from their perspective, if you decrease the share of income that goes to wages, that goes to labor, it will have only a positive effect on private investment of the enterprises and a positive effect on exports of South Korea. Mm. But from an alternative point of view, uh, wages have a dual role. They're not just a cost item. They are surely a cost item for firms, but they are a very important source of domestic demand. So when you increase wages, three things will happen in the economy. The first thing is a very unambiguous, very strong positive effect on domestic consumption. And the idea is very simple. The poor people consume more out of their income than the rich. Uh, to be more general, uh, wage earners, workers, consume a higher proportion of their income than the employers consume out of their profit income. So when you increase wages, domestic consumption demand increases. The second effect of a rise in wages is an impact on private investment. Private investment arguably responds to profitability. So a rise in wages could maybe discourage private investment. But we have to remember that investors aren't stupid. They also respond to demand. So when you increase wages, if there's a strong push domestic consumption, private investors will respond to that too. And the third impact could come from foreign demand, exports. Surely when you increase wages, labor costs are increasing. Depending on how important are labor costs for South Korea's uh, export competitiveness and how sensitive South Korean exports are to prices of export goods of Korea, uh, that will have an impact. 
Now, if you sum up these three effects I have summarized, the impact on consumption, on private investment, and on foreign demand, net exports, exports net of imports to be precise, the total impact is an empirical question. So if the total effect is positive, a higher share of wages in national income will lead to higher growth. And this is exactly what we call a wage-led economy. Theoretically speaking, the opposite could be true too, meaning a lower wage share could lead to higher growth, particularly if the impact of profitability on investment is strong, impact of labor costs on exports are strong. But our empirical findings for the case of South Korea as well as a number of other uh, developed countries, mm. such as Korea, is exactly the opposite. Korea, South Korea, is a wage-led economy. When you increase the share of national income that goes to wages in Korea, total demand increases because the impact on domestic consumption is very strong. That doesn't shy away private investment uh, to a significant extent. Yes. And the impact of that on net exports again, isn't very strong. So Korea is a wage-led economy. Hence, you can get uh, more growth and higher and better job creation with a higher share of national income going to wage earners. Professor Onoran, we've, we've had a few statistics come out in the last few days as far as per capita income is concerned. For example, per PCI here in Korea dropping from a year earlier in 2015, marking the first on-year drop in six years. Uh, also, though, and I don't know if this is more concerning, South Korean household income declined from 69.6% to 64.3% as a percentage of GDP over a period between 1995 and 2013 or 2014 because the OECD compared a number of countries. But only Austria was worse off than us in that respect. H how concerned would you be by those figures? Well, again, rising inequality doesn't lead to more growth and more jobs. Uh, in the meantime, you have to also take into account the fact that South Korea isn't operating alone in the world. Um, other countries in the world are following suit uh, in terms of rising inequality, in terms of wage moderation. Europe and the U.S. are the cheerleaders of these policies. And, of course, this is squeezing the area of maneuver for more egalitarian growth policies in the rest of the world. But the most important thing for me is when everyone is playing the same race to the bottom in terms of rising inequality, squeezing the share of income that goes to labor, uh, they are stepping on each other's uh, feet. This uh, bigger die neighbor type of policies isn't helping the European Union, it's not helping Japan, it's not helping the US, it's not helping Korea. Because uh, none of these countries are doing these policies alone in the world. Mm. They are each other's trade partners. So rising inequality in Japan, in the US, uh, in the European Union or in China means South Koreans' export markets are shrinking because all these countries that I have counted uh, have proven to be wage-led economies according to a research we have done recently for the International Labour Office. The U.S. has been squeezing white share in the last three decades. The situation uh, went from bad to worse after the Great Recession. 
a similar uh, situation applies to the European Union or Japan. That means even if South Korea could gain some export competitiveness by falling labor costs, when all its trade partners are doing the same, not just in the developed countries I mentioned, but also yeah. in the developing countries. It, it obviously countries, negates India, the benefit, China. Professor Onorun. We've got to leave it there. We're out of time, but thank you so much for that comprehensive overview. Professor Oslem Onorun from the University of Greenwich in the UK. We will be looking at the ruling party's job creation plans in due course. Apologies for the uh, later than scheduled time as well.